Hey, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of She Wakes Up. It's me, Stacy, your host, and we are here for another episode. And I have some exciting news. I know last time that I had told you that something was brewing and I was working on something, but girl, in the last week and a half, I have literally been pouring into this and I'm so excited to announce to you before anybody else hears it because I treat my podcast guests a little extra special, but it's not open at this moment. However, I will drop a link for you in the show notes to get on the wait list. So you don't want to miss out on that. There is no payment upfront to grab your spot on the wait list. It's just there to save your spot. This is a five day self-sabotage workshop where it will be in real time. However, you will have the content to come back to, to revisit, or if you can't do it in real time, you still have the content available. So if you sign up, you get it regardless. You don't have to show up in real time. Although I encourage you because I will be putting the content in our private group every single day. This kicks off Monday, September 12th, so it goes Monday through Friday. I will put the content in for the day, and then I will go live at some point during that day to just talk more about the content in more detail, answer any questions that you have about it, um, and just kind of work through that specific topic for the day. I really want to make this tailored to you, so I'm not opening up this to a huge group of people. So that's why if you are even thinking about it to make sure to snag a spot on the waitlist, I will put that in the show notes for you too. Oh, and another thing that's really cool is after you fill out the form to snag your spot and it's literally just your email, you will get access to a free quiz. It's a self-sabotage quiz that tells you what style of self-sabotage that you do most because there are different types of self-sabotage. So this is just a fun way to discover a little bit more about your self-sabotage style. And one more thing is if you're not already in the Facebook group, you're going to want to head over there as your next step because that is where I will drop a lot of the details and the information and what's to come as it comes closer. Like I said, this starts on September 12th. It's only five days. You have access to the content, even if you can't make it in real time. And we're really digging deep into self-sabotage. So each day I'm going to break it up for you and we're going to go through, we're going to hit it hard. And just because I'm so excited and I want to give you guys a sneak peek, we're going to just go through the topics for each day. So day one is understanding what self-sabotage is and just identifying that. What does self-sabotage looks like? Second day is going to identify how you personally self-sabotage. And this is where that quiz is going to come into play is to figure out your own self-sabotaging tendencies so that you can better address them and learn how to work through them. And then day three, we're going to unpack why you might be self-sabotaging, kind of what that looks like, um, and releasing some of that baggage. And then day four, we're going to talk about some tools and strategies to help you stop self-sabotaging because this is a habit and this is a toxic habit that actually stands in the way between you and any goals. So it's really important to do this foundational work first. And then day five is going to be a recap, but it's going to be tailored specific to the types of strategies, the types of self-sabotaging tendencies that I've noticed in the group so that we can really do some one-on-one -on -one breakdown and help you really uncover some of those barriers so that when you leave, um, you will feel like you've actually gained something and that you have what you need to work on that self-sabotaging habit and break free of that because that's what's most important and that's what's going to help you 
really get to your next level, wherever that may be for you. But we got to do that foundational work first. I'm really excited. There's going to be some takeaways each day for you to implement. This isn't like homework unless you want to do it. It's just additional stuff because I know some of you enjoy having some worksheets to kind of put it all together afterwards, but they're there as a resource. They're not required. I know everybody is limited on time. And so I wanted to be really mindful when creating this that you will still be able to access it. You have the worksheets if you want to do them but you don't have to if you don't. So again, everything is in the show notes for you. I'm so excited and I can't wait to see all of you on the inside. This is gonna be a deep topic, but I think it's gonna get you right where you need to be in that next step to move forward and get you unstuck a little bit better. So let's switch gears and talk about today's episode, which is boosting feel-good brain chemicals. And we're gonna talk about four specifically. We're gonna talk about what they are, why they're important, what they do, and most importantly, how to improve our happy hormones so that we don't feel so crabby and tired, stressed out, disconnected, all of that stuff. So if you're ready, let's talk about happy hormones. Real quick break to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Manifest It Now app, which is led by Stephanie Keith and the Law of Attraction Tribe. This is an app that is like an all-in-one. It is phenomenal around subliminals, manifesting, the law of attraction. So if you're into any of that and you really want to up-level where you're going, this is great. There is an inner tribe, which is a community. It is a membership that is at a dirt cheap price. It is so worth it for the year. And you get access to like Q&A sessions with Stephanie. She brings on special guests to do like rituals and all kinds of manifestation topics. And it's just really great value. She has recorded subliminal affirmations in here for you to access around abundance and hypnosis and meditations. She's got challenges in there if you need a little extra accountability. She's got a vision board workshop and a book club, which is pretty awesome too. Every month there's a new book that is chosen and they go live in the group and they just talk about the book and she shows up and she talks with you and it's just fun. If you need a little extra something to kind of break up the day and something to look forward to, but also help yourself up level and push the pedal down to get to your goals just a little bit faster, the Manifest It Now is where it's at. It's been such a great resource for me. I love just listening to the subliminals when I do my journaling in the morning. It's got background like meditation sounds, so nice. I love all of the guests that she's brought in and the inner tribe. And I love just being able to connect. She shows up. She's very involved with you. So I mean, that pays for the membership in and of itself. So pause this episode, do what you got to do. Hop on over there and download the Manifest It Now app. And let's get back to the show. All right. So like I said, we're going to talk about four neurotransmitters. There are more, but I'm going to talk about the four that really do impact your mood, Um, sleep, a lot of the things that cause us to get into some self-sabotaging behavior, kind of get in our way. They can almost be used as excuses sometimes because, you know, we're just so tired. We don't want to. And to understand the importance of balancing these hormones and how it can really make a drastic change in how you feel. And then when you feel better, you're more inclined to, you know, set goals and feel good about yourself, improve your self-confidence, all of these things. So we're going to talk about that. What is a neurotransmitter? Well, it's a chemical and it's really just a signal. So it's the way that your brain talks to other cells. 
So this system, it's very complex, but there are small things that you can do to help influence your mood, your ability to focus, manage your stress, and just overall feel better. So we're going to break these down at a very basic level, but it's just going to help you understand maybe some of those symptoms that you're feeling and ways that you can adjust to help improve your mood or your sleep or whatever it is. So the first one we're going to talk about is serotonin. Serotonin stimulates the appetite. It improves your mood. It helps promote sleep. It enhances your learning capabilities and it gives you a sense of pride. And some of the ways to tell if maybe you have lower levels of serotonin is if you feel depressed, if you have trouble sleeping, so insomnia, if you have chronic pain that is not related to any specific physical ailment that you're aware of. This can cause anxiety, any sort of memory issues, and it can affect your appetite. So if you're having any of these things, I'm not saying that this is what it is. I'm not diagnosing you by any means, but these are just some clues to help you tune more into what's going on with you. So if you're feeling really tired, if you're just kind of down and depressed, you just don't have much of an appetite, you feel anxious, you're having some brain fog, um, there are some things that you can do to test this theory to see if maybe you do have a little bit lower levels of serotonin. The first one is to try your best to get quality sleep. So starting with a routine, going to bed at a specific time, really trying to be away from your phone or any blue light or anything like that for at least a half an hour um, before you go to bed to let your mind just unwind. So whether you need to read or you just need to lay there with your eyes closed, whatever it is that you need to do to help yourself relax, you can play some music, some soundscapes, get a white noise machine, whatever it is. You can also choose to supplement with melatonin. That's always an option to try to help you fall asleep. There's products out there like CBD. It just kind of depends on what you're comfortable with, what other medications you're taking, all those things. Like I said, I'm not here to diagnose and tell you what it is that you need to take. I'm just giving you suggestions and things to look into if that sounds like something you're interested in. The other thing is to just get outside, take a walk. And this could be part of your self-care routine anyways, is when you get out in the fresh air and you get that change of scenery away from all the electronics and people and you just get out in nature, it can really help clear your mind and boost some of those happy hormones. So even if it's for five minutes, just step outside, take a few deep breaths of the fresh air, take a little lap around and allow yourself to refresh and come back. With that, sunshine is fabulous for boosting serotonin. So, you know, you get that seasonal affective disorder or SAD. A lot of us, especially in Michigan and um, the Midwest, that see a lot of cloudy days in the wintertime, um, that's actually a thing where we have lower levels of serotonin because we don't see the sunshine as often and that makes us sad. So sunshine is your friend. Just make sure you're using sunscreen, of course. <laughs> you can also get one of those UV lights that they sell for seasonal affective disorder. They also um, you know, recommend if you, you can go to like a tanning bed safely and get the UV light that way. That's another way to help improve, but definitely nature and sunshine is gonna help you boost your serotonin levels. All right, the second one are our endorphins, and these help us to reduce pain, to reduce stress, and this is the hormone that gives you that runner's high. So if you know anybody that runs or if you're a runner, you know, they're always like, oh my gosh, I just feel so great afterwards. I just feel like I'm on top of the clouds and this is just great. That runner's high 
is that uptake in endorphins. So that is what you're feeling after you go for a run. Or if you're like me, you don't run, you don't know what I'm talking about, about the runner's high, I'm right there with you. But um, if you are lacking endorphins, this again can cause symptoms of depression, pain. This can cause you to have mood swings and just be irrational and very irritable. And this can also lead to addiction. So some of those people that have that addictive quote unquote personality um, actually could be something chemically imbalanced in their bodies that is um, making them more susceptible to the addictive behavior. And so some things that we can do to help us boost our endorphins aside from running, because you know me, that is not a choice and that <laughs> not running. But physical activity alone is great. So even something like dancing, just moving your body is going to boost those endorphins laughter, having fun. You know the quote, laughter is the best medicine. There's a reason for that is because it boosts your happy hormones. So laugh more, be lighter, take the humor. Don't always be that dry person in the room. Actually have fun, smile even. Smiling can do a lot for you and the other person in the room. So make sure to try to laugh more. Essential oils actually like lavender, rosemary, rose, vanilla, and citrus can all boost your endorphins. I don't know about you, but when I have my diffuser going or if I have my rollerball, um, depending on the essential oils that I use, lavender is definitely one of those where I just feel good. It helps relax me. I'm just in a good mood. It's one of my favorite scents. So play around with the essential oils, see what you like. Um, you can wear them, like I said, as, as like the roller, as long as you dilute them, or you can diffuse them so that your house, your room, or wherever you are, even in your office at work, um, I think they even make little car diffusers that you can plug into your car. So check that out and see what works for you. Maybe you just need a little bit of good smelly goods in your life to help boost your mood. Um, and phenomenally, dark chocolate. I am not a milk chocolate lover. Please, all the milk chocolate lovers out there, don't hate me, but I love dark chocolate. So dark chocolate actually helps boost your endorphins. Hello, win-win. And of course, cuddling. Cuddling is another one that is good to boost endorphins. All right, dopamine. And as we go through these, you might notice that there's some similar overlap. You know, obviously the last two we talked about, depression was one of the symptoms. You could very well have a deficiency in one or more, a combination of, and that's why it's so difficult to treat. Um, you do need like professional evaluation to determine what is going to work best for you. There's so many supplements out there. There's a lot of holistic things that you could do. Obviously, we're talking about some more natural ways that you can just go to right here at home, but definitely some pharmaceuticals out there to help with these. But Again, this is something that is beyond my scope of practice. There are so many out there that I don't even want to claim to try to be an expert on this. I will recommend, it's called gene site testing. It's gene as genetics. Um, and what it does is it's a DNA test that you can order through your primary care provider. And the reason I know this is because I did this with my daughter, but your provider can order like a panel. So depending on what medications you're looking into based on what it is your diagnosis is, they can order 
um, a specific list of the medications that interact well and not so well in your body. So you literally get this report back and it's got a green column, a yellow column, and a red column. And the green column shows you a list of all the medications that your body would respond very well to. The yellow column is like, it may work, it may not work, you might have some side effects. And then the red column is like the medications that you would wanna stay away from because they're either not effective or they could cause some serious or a laundry list of side effects. So if you're ever considering getting on any medication and you're really not sure, because like I said, you could have a combination of some of these deficiencies and you wanna play it safe, um, I would definitely recommend the gene site testing just so you can have um, a smaller list of options, if you will, based on you know what your diagnosis is. Okay, so side note back to number three is dopamine. And dopamine promotes feelings of pleasure and reward, increases sociability, improves your focus and attention. This is the hormone that's responsible for motivation and can stimulate addictive behavior. So again, there's that addictive component. And the big one with the dopamine is that reward. So dopamine actually is a big component in obesity because of that reward. So when people say that they emotionally eat or they eat their feelings or they eat to feel better, it's because they're lacking that dopamine. And so they're trying to replace the dopamine with that reward. And in that case, it's food. So food is that reward. It makes an uptick in dopamine. And then once you have those levels drop back down, you start to feel bad again. You have some of that shame and that guilt, and it just plays into that perpetual cycle of the emotional eating. Again, a lack of dopamine could decrease your motivation. So this might be one of the reasons why you are just not feeling motivated. So you could be setting goals, but you're like, mm, I, I, I just don't feel like it. I don't want to. Um, this can contribute to things like Parkinson's, ADHD, brain fog, and again, that addiction component. So how do we boost dopamine? Music. Listening to music actually helps us to feel better. Meditation is really good because it helps us to improve our focus and our attention. Um, it really tunes us into our inner bodies and puts us in check with our feelings. And this is why when we're setting goals, I talk about this a lot, and it's important to celebrate the little wins. It's important to celebrate the steps along the way, those little accomplishments that lead to that big picture umbrella. Because if we just focus on that, it becomes really overwhelming. But when we celebrate those little wins, it increases our dopamine. And when we increase our dopamine, we have more motivation. And so then that trickles back down. And the more motivation that we have, the more apt we are to go to that next step and whatever that looks like to reach your goals. And then you just repeat that cycle. So it's really important that you celebrate those little wins. And then there's food in this one as well, just like the dark chocolate to improve endorphins. Tyrosine, which is actually an amino acid that helps uh, proteins. So things like beef, turkey, and cheese help to improve dopamine. So hey, there you go. All right, the last one we're gonna talk about today is oxytocin. This is a common one that I'm sure that you've heard about, especially if you're a female. Um, this is our attachment and love hormone. So this actually stimulates labor and breast milk production when you are pregnant or breastfeeding. Um, this helps reduce stress and promotes relaxation and sleep. And that's why you see and hear the babies that are quote unquote milk drunk um, when breastfeeding is because they literally just feel that love 
that comfort. Those are the hormones that help mom and baby bond. And this helps your relationship as well. So oxytocin is released after intimacy. So sex is one of those things that can help boost your oxytocin and that connection with your partner. So if you're feeling like you're just butting heads, sometimes it's good to relieve some of that tension with intimacy because it'll help to boost the oxytocin, that feel good love hormone that you need to rebuild that connection. When you have low levels of oxytocin, again, some of those depressive symptoms you might notice, and because oxytocin is looked at like a social hormone, research has actually shown that those individuals who are on the autism spectrum have lower levels of oxytocin, which is really interesting to me because how cool would it be if we were able to supplement that and boost their oxytocin? to then help with some of those social discomforts and some of the other things that is seen um, in autism. So I just, I love science as I geek out on it because of these things. Like if the more we know, the better we can help. And I just think it's awesome that we are finding all of these new discoveries. And this is why, you know, it's important to talk about these things. Cause like I said, if you aren't even aware that this could potentially be part of what is holding you back, how would you ever know to dig deeper into that, to go and figure out, well, maybe I don't need to be beating myself up so much. Maybe there is something going on and I need to look into that for myself. Um, it's just important. The more information you have, the better informed decisions that you can make for yourself, for your family. Um, and you know, why not? I'm all about learning. So there's my little nerdy science moment for the day. (laughs) All right. Some of the other things that you might see with low levels of oxytocin is irritability and a decreased libido or your sex drive. So some things that you can do to boost your oxytocin is like I said, intimacy, hugging someone playing with a pet, showing kindness and being grateful, and connecting with loved ones. And touch, humans thrive on touch. So simply giving somebody a hug can help improve your feel-good hormones significantly. So it's really some simple things that you can start to try and see if it helps improve your mood. You know what I mean? Like, what do you have to lose? That's how I look at it. Like, yeah, sure, this might sound out of the ballpark or whatever, but let's just try and see if that helps. And again, there are so many options out there. There's a lot of help and resources that if you are like, I think this is speaking to me, I really want to dig into this a little more and I want to know more about it so that I can help myself and help others understand because if it literally is something chemically going on, you know, you really can't help it. There are just things that you can do to try to boost those. And again, if you're at that point where you need some additional help, um, then, you know, make sure to find those resources. And I would always be particular and find somebody that you trust. Um, I know in the mental health space right now, there is significant wait lists. I know it's difficult sometimes, but if you are really struggling, hang in there and know that even though you're on a wait list, there are those resources available to you and do your best to talk about it. 
be open with what's going on because you might be surprised at who you know is going through something very similar and maybe they have some helpful resources for you as well. So just know that you're not alone in this. There is a lot of support out there, but you definitely have to reach out and ask. And again, make sure that you take advantage of some of those other resources that are available, like the gene site testing, to narrow that long, overwhelming list of medications down if that's something that you're looking into. Um, look at the, the feedback, talk to people and ask who they would recommend if you're looking for professional help. And I know, of course, social media is flooded with groups and things, but there are support groups out there um, if you want to reach out to any of those and try some of these things that we talked about today. Try just getting in nature more. Get a little bit more sunshine. Try some dark chocolate. You know, treat yourself and make sure that you're laughing and you're lighthearted and you're just not so focused on all the negative all the time and really try your best to have that gratitude mindset. Um, things like essential oils, hugging, you know, playing with a pet, these things you can do in the comfort of your own home that you can try to see if they help. And if not, you know where to go next, I hope. If you need any resources or any additional guidance and support, please feel free to reach out to me, Stacy at shewakesup.com. That's Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, no E, please. And I would be happy to try to get you connected with the resources and just lend an ear if you need somebody to talk to. Again, as always, all of the resources and links that we talked about today are in the show notes for you. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. On Friday, we have a guest episode. She is a fellow nurse. Um, We're not colleagues, but we had that connection right from jump. Her name is Audrey Munson. And if you don't follow her already on social, it's at Hello Audrey Rose. She is phenomenal. She's fun. She's so relatable. It was such a fun interview with her. And she's going to talk to you all about burnout. We're going to talk about nurse burnout, but we're also just going to apply it to everyday life too, because I feel, especially after all of this stuff in the last couple of years, that we're all feeling a little burnt out. So make sure to check out the episode on Friday. It's coming at you. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.